Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. What does it take to make the kingdom of heaven? What's the bottom line? Is it just asking Jesus to come into your heart or saying the sinner's prayer? Do you have to grow up into him in all things and all truth? Is it sanctification required only? Is it belief of the truth? And to what extent? And that is where many will find that they had a misconceived idea that any and all that simply say that Jesus is the Son of God is making heaven. The Lord stated himself that few there be that be saved. When they asked Jesus, do there be saved, Lord? Jesus stated, strive to enter in at the straight gate. For straight is the gate, narrow the way that lead to life, and few there be that find it. But wide is the gate, and broad is the way to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Well, why would that be? God is love. And if you ask anyone if they're going to heaven, most will say, yes, I'm going to heaven. Not realizing that the Lord himself stated there in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the greatest sermon ever preached by the Lord Jesus Christ himself. That he said, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter into the Kingdom of Heaven. Now, why would that be? They certainly knew that he is and confessed him to be the Son of God. But yet, Jesus stated that not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. No man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. These were born again and called him Lord, Lord. And uh, whosoever shall call upon the Lord shall be saved. And they say unto him, Lord, Lord, but Jesus said, not all that say that will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Only those that do the will of God. Now that is a profound, shocking statement. They will then profess unto Jesus, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name, and in your name we've cast out devils, and in thy name we have prophesied. Jesus will say, depart from me, you the work of iniquity, I never knew you. I never knew you. It's with Jesus, it's all or nothing. We are to take heed how we hear the word of God and obedience to it. To him that hath shall be given, he'll have the more. Growing up into Jesus in all things and all truth. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. Going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. But to him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he has. And we have a book called Sold Out to Follow Jesus. And Jesus stated, For us to sell our possessions. Now you don't hear that preached. But it's definitely right in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven. In Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the greatest sermon ever preached, Jesus stated what it would take to obtain entrance into the Kingdom of Heaven. It's the constitution of the bylaws of the kingdom of heaven. And as he states there, he lays out the framework, not only the foundation, but exactly the whole house built there on entering into the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 5, Jesus states there, Be ye therefore perfect, that's Matthew 5, Verse 48, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Perfection is required. 
that's going, going up in Jesus and all things and all truth <clears throat> to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ under perfection. Now, he gave a fivefold ministry to do that. <clears throat> gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. But for what reason? For the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come into the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Very few preach that. That we must come uh, to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ and all things in the, all truth. And in these last days, that is more prevalent now and demanding than ever. That we, in this evil world, are to shine as true lights for the Lord Jesus Christ. But notice, right there in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, on the Beatitudes, what it takes to make the kingdom of heaven, the bylaws, the constitution of the, of the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 6, verse 19, notice that Jesus says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust us corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. For lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moss nor the rust does corrupt, and where thieves do not break through or steal. For where your treasure is, there's your heart also. Now, did he really mean that? Well, we find it in Luke 12 again. Jesus said, sell that you have, and give alms, offerings. Provide for yourself treasures in the heavens where moth and rust are not corrupt. Thieves do not break through and steal for where your treasure is as your heart also. That's not a suggestion. It's all that you have. Except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Now that's pretty profound. And yet isn't essential. It is essential. There and a requisite to enter the kingdom of heaven. Then in Matthew 7. As Jesus is ending this great, greatest sermon ever preached. Then he says, not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Quoting in Matthew 7 and verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now what? Surely he didn't mean that. Well, yes, he did. Because no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost, and whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord should be saved. But here Jesus says that not all that say unto me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. And he said, but he that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Well, they were born again, but they did not do the will of God. Now, that is based upon the faith that Jesus has given to each one of us individually. It's not a general faith. Now, faith is that substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, true, that we grow up into Jesus and all things in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, true. But then there is a particular calling, a purpose of God for each individual in the body of Christ. That requires us to search you out of the scriptures and read, not one of these things will fail, and find the will of God for each individual's life and do it, working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God that worketh in us, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. Now, how do we do that? 
Well, we can't do the will of God unless we know and hear the voice of God. We have to have that individual leading of the Holy Ghost and knowing the voice of God and following the leading of it, of the Lord Jesus himself. And Paul states that, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God at sanctification. Sanctification, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. And then find that will of God through the word of God and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. For what reason? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God for you is. Working out our own salvation again with fear and trembling. For it's God that worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. We must do the will of God. Each individual member there has a different ministration, same spirit, but a different ministration of the spirit or different ministry according to the leading of God as he fitly frames the body of Christ together and compacts it to the edifying of itself in love. There we, according to the measure of each part, must do the will of God. Now that is the quest for life. Find the will of God and do it. There by doing that, and we know the will of God individually, that faith that's given to each one of us, what he's called us to do, he's enabled us to do it with the faith that he has given to each one of us according to his will, his purpose, not ours. So Jesus states that any man comes after me, let him first deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. Not the Lord's cross. He's already made the way. He has perfected forever them that are sanctified. But we have to be sanctified in order to be perfected. And that sanctification is through the word of God. Sanctify them through that truth. Thy word is truth. So that requires a journey. We add to our faith virtue. To be virtuous to the Lord, to be true to him and the leading of the Holy Ghost. Add to your virtue, knowledge. My people thirst for lack of knowledge. We all know that. Then add to your knowledge, uh, temperance. Temperance, self-controlled in all things. He that striveth for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things, in all truths. Then add to your temperance, patience. There, that after you have done the will of God, we have need of patience, that we will receive a full reward. But let patience have our perfect work, and we all know that tribulation works with patience. Patience works experience, and experience worketh hope. Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. Well, still, let patience have a perfect work. Then we go to add to your patience godliness. That's the God life. Godliness is doing the will of God. Uh, and that is through the Holy Ghost, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hearing his voice and doing his will. And Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will hear my voice and open the door. After we hear the voice of God, we must obey it. I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. Now we're in that time now in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that revelation 4 verse 1, which is not a rapture. It is a door, as John stated, that's showing to us things which must shortly come to pass. Sent and signified it by his angel under John. And John says, there was a door open in heaven and a voice of a trumpet talking to me saying, come up hither. It's not a rapture. It is, and I will show you things 
as throne room revelation, which will come to pass. This is what John, there in the truth, was sent and signified for the servants of God these things of faith in the last days, which is a higher glory than Pentecost. We must go higher. So that's the God life. That's godliness. But then godliness we have to add to godliness, brotherly kindness. That is uh, preferring a brother above ourselves. Condescending men of low estate, bearing one another's burdens and so fulfilling the law of Christ. But then we don't stop there. That final step is charity. Now, charity is thought to be just love. We, we love God in word and tongue. But charity is not loving God in word and tongue, but in deed and in truth according to the will of God. Charity is the love for God based in doing his will individually. And charity, as we see, is the final epoch or the final step in glory that will perfect the body of Christ. So we add to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity will cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because it's doing the will of God. Charity is the bond or guarantee of perfectness. It guarantees us that we're going to be there. If these things uh, prevail in us, there's no chance of failing, Peter said in his epistle. Well, what is charity? Charity requires us to do the will of God and love God and find that will of God and do it. Individually, for the eye can't save the hand, I have no need of you. The hand can't save the foot, I have no need of you. There, God has placed the more abundant honor on the less comely parts there'd be no chism or division in the body. Therefore, we need each other. And as that body, again, is fitly framed together by the Lord God himself and then compacted, it's according to the measure of each part, the measure of faith given to each part that he frames it together, of whichever joint supplies. To have a joint, we must have the bones come together. And the bone to bone makes a joint. And as we join together in the body of Christ coming together, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself and love through the supply of the spirit. There is the only way the body of Christ is edified or the edification is through the body of Christ coming together. There we're coming into that final step. That perfection is required. And there, as evil comes in like a flood, God will always raise up a standard against it. But charity is not just the love of God. It's the love of God based in doing his will according to the measure of each member part. Fitly framed together. So we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it's God that worketh in us both the will and the do. And we must do the will of God according to his purpose. And we find that in that 1 Corinthians, we find that chapter that we call it, they call it the love chapter. It's really not love. It is, they call it agapio. Well, that's true. But it is much more than that. It's not loving, loving God in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth, in doing the individual will of God for each individual member. That's a quest for life. Because if we don't do the will of God, 
to what he's called each of us for in an individual calling. Then he says, depart from me, you that work iniquity, lawlessness. You weren't following the leading of the Holy Ghost. You didn't do that. You didn't accomplish that. There, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. There will be weeping and a gnashing of teeth. Now, that would be a, a catastrophe to live our whole life thinking that we've done what we could for God, prophesying in his name, been did many wonderful works in his name, cast out devils in his name. And as Matthew 7, 21 states, hearing, depart from me, I never knew you. Well, it behooves us to find the will of God and do it, and that's only through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Sanctification is where we mortify the deeds of the flesh, crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust to walk in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and not fulfill the lust of the flesh and do the will of God as he leads us. So we find that Paul states this, they're about a faith, hope, and charity, but the greatest of these is charity. And that charity is not love. It's the love for God based in doing each individual will. Each individual's will, according to the purpose of God, is charity. That's the reason charity is the bond or guarantee of perfectness. Because you've reached that step in obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness in Romans 6. That requires uh, that we follow the leading of the Holy Ghost unto the full image of Jesus Christ. Now, whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And them that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. And them that he justified, them he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Nothing less is going in. The body of Christ, the church of the living God, will be presented blameless to the Lord Jesus Christ without spot, without blemish, a perfect church in the image of Jesus Christ. So that's the reason why they're about a faith, hope, and charity, but the greatest of these is charity. And when we read charity, what it takes to be full grown. Now, Paul said, when I was a child, the speaks as a child, I understood as a child. But when I became a man, fully grown, weaned from the milk, I put away childish things. Let's see what charity does. Now, charity remembers doing the will of God according to each individual purpose and will of God for each individual member, then fitly framed together with the body of Christ coming forth in the full image of Jesus Christ. And Paul said that although we do, just as Jesus said, some of them there cast out devils. They did many wonderful works in his name. And they prophesied in his name. They were using the gifts of the Holy Ghost but they did not do the will of God. That's where they missed it. Well, Paul tells us all the great things we can do and still miss the mark. In 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, he says, they're about a faith, hope, and charity. And then he says, I'll show you a more excellent way. And that excellent way is that excellency of the glory of God manifest in the body of Christ. Here we go. Paul said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, doing the will of God according to the purpose that God has called me for, 
And I missed that mark. I don't do the will of God, even though I followed a general faith in the local church, doing and being a, a, a member there, uh, assisting the body of Christ wherever I could. But yet I didn't do the will of God. For example, if I'm called as a missionary, of which I am, uh, there to the various nations of the world and I don't go, then I have, done, have not done the will of God. And even though I try to practice and being the leading of the Holy Ghost, if I do not perform that will of God, I will here depart from me, you that work iniquity, Dennis Beard, you did not make it. Well, that's pretty hard, and it, but it's a critical issue. It is something that we have to give heed to and credence to because the Lord stated that. We must do the will of God according to the purpose and will that he's called us for. So there, that charity is that final epoch, the final crowning glory of there of perfection. It is the bond or guarantee of perfectness, and it will cover a multitude of sins. And there he says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, just like Jesus said, many of you, they cast out devils. They did many wonderful works in his name. They prophesied in his name, but said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you work iniquity, Matthew 7, 21. Well, then what happens here? With Paul saying, you can do great, great things, but miss the mark still and said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and I understand all mysteries. I have all this knowledge and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. What is that? I didn't do the will of God. I did not add to my faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, the God life. And the godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is hitting that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus and doing his will that each individual member must find and do. Now that, even though we have all these great knowledge that we have, speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not the charity, then we miss the mark. We don't have the right to enter in through the blood of Jesus because we didn't do the will of God. There, he said, if I have all faith, I can remove mountains and have not charity. I am nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Now, notice, you know, we have a book called Sold Out to Follow Jesus. Jesus said, sell that you have. Except a man forsaketh all that he had, that cannot be my disciple. You don't hear that preached. But our team of ministers here have sold out all of our our possessions, and everything we have here on the grounds of DBM or Dennis Spirit Ministries is that for use for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ going to the nations. We've been doing that since 2012. And the ministers that have done that have forsaken all, give up all, and followed the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the calling of God, and that for every individual believer, except a man forsaken all that he have, he cannot be my disciple. But then we have to make sure that we have done the will of God. If I sell all my goods and I give to the poor and I don't have charity, 
hitting the mark, doing the will of God, well, it profits me nothing. After I've sold all my goods and gave to the poor. Paul stated that. Now, let's take a good look at that. We have all knowledge, speak with the tongue of men and angels. We have all faith, move mountains. And we sell everything we've got and give to the poor. And we don't have charity. Take a look what he says. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Somebody says, you've got to be kidding. That's how, that's how important it is to do the will of God. Without doing the will of God individually, according to the faith that Jesus has given to each one of us, and if Brother Beard, if I do not do the will of God and what he's called me to do, even though I spend my life in the last 50 years of preaching this gospel, if I don't do the will of God, then I will not have access to the kingdom of heaven. And anyone that does not do the will of God, there Jesus has stated in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, you will not have access to that kingdom of heaven. Now, we must do the will of God. Paul is expounding on that and telling us exactly that though all that you can do in your fleshly will to do, it has a show of wisdom and will worship, touch not, taste not, handle not. It has a show of wisdom and will worship, but not to the satisfying of the flesh. But still, if we haven't done the will of God, charity, and it profits us absolutely nothing. We, have, we don't have access to the kingdom of heaven. Well, there's a lot of easy believism out there saying that you don't have to be sanctified, that you can just go to church and do the best you can, you're, you're going to make heaven. And we're going to find that many are going to hear, depart from me, you, the work of iniquity. I never knew you because they did not understand sanctification to do the will of God, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust. What a revolting development that will be. There, he goes on and says, what does charity do? Well, he then he tells us the positive. Charity suffers long. It's kind. Charity envieth not. Doesn't envy others. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. It doth not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, Re rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It rejoices in the truth to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto perfection. It will not be satisfied until Line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Here, little, 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 come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ in the perfect image and growing up in him in all things, in all faith, in all truth, so that we're not tossed to, to and fro by every wind of doctrine and knowing that we've done the will of God. Hearing, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter down to the joy of the Lord. What's he say? That charity beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. All things, no matter what life has dealt you, it endures. He that endureth the end, the same shall be saved. Charity is what gets you there. 
It's the Christ in you doing the will of God in and through you to pleasing for his pleasure, doing his will. That's charity. Charity is not just love. I can love God and love him in word and tongue, but never do the deed and in truth and doing the will of God for my life. That's what charity is, is doing the will of God and the purpose of God for each individual member and accomplish that and do it. That's the only way we have access to the kingdom of heaven. Charity never faileth. We have some that says, well, I'll sell all my goods, give to the poor. And certainly there I have forsaken all. But the question is, did you do the will of God? That is the everlasting final quest for life. Did we, the individual, do the will of God according to his purpose? That's the reason Jesus said, if any man come after me, let him first deny himself. Because if you seek to save yourself, you're going to lose it. Whosoever seek to save his life will lose it. Whoever will lose his life for the gospel's sake shall find it. Then he says that charity never fails. But whether there be prophecies, some people build their life on prophecy, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. There's only one perfect thing, and that's into your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. There you have it. The will of God being done in your life to be pleasing to the Lord your God and having that translation there, this our vile body being fashioned like in his glorious body, whereby he's able to do all things unto himself. He says right now in a Pentecostal realm, we know in part, we prophesy in part, seen through a glass darkly. But when that which is perfect is come, charity, then that which is in part shall be done away. It takes away that seen through a glass darkly that we see through that glass plainly. God has shown for this glory in the face of Jesus Christ. We're in that time now. We're in that tabernacle season and the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus. And right there, he says in 2 Corinthians 3, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. That's a more excellent way. The excellency of the power might be of God. It's not of ourselves. It's the Christ in us doing the will of God according to his will, his purpose. Then what does it reveal? The Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17. He is the father of glory. He is the word. He is the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ, the son of God, is the father revealed. Charity rejoices in that truth. Not in denominal theology of this past ecumenical councils and synods of a trinity faith that does not exist and those that are truly pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus are now moving out charity and reaching for that is moving them out of false doctrine because it rejoices in the truth. They're going to the truth. They're coming out of false doctrine of a trinity or a binary or twoness or even a oneness doctrine. They're coming to the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ. How 
God works salvation in and of himself alone. And what a wonderful revelation that is. They're seeing it because it rejoices in the truth. They have charity, and that drives them through the compelling power and the moving of the Holy Ghost, compelling us and driving us to the truth. All we have to do is obey it. It rejoices in the truth. It does not rejoice in iniquity, missing the mark. It rejoices in truth. And iniquity is abounding in these last days. And because iniquity abounds, the love of many is waxing cold. But he said that when that which is perfect, why, the Lord is that spirit? We find that. That's what the revelation is. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's, there's liberty. That's the law, the liberty of life in Christ Jesus. That's walking in the law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's pleasing to God. Then what? We all with open face. That's a face is the glory. We all with open face beholding as in, beholding as in the glass the glory of the Lord are not seen through a glass darkly or changed into the very same image. Not seen through a glass darkly now, not in Pentecostal uh, faith and in Pentecostal revelation. This is in the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus, revealing all things, the seals being broken, and bringing us to what? Perfection in the body of Christ, being sealed by the Holy Ghost, the servants of God in our foreheads, according to the will of God. God fitly framing the body together right now. And that's the reason why, since 2012, going to Africa and India, that we have over a thousand ministers that have come out of false trinity doctrine into the true doctrine. Now, is that their fault? No, it's the ecumenical councils and synods from centuries ago that have brought in these damnable heresies. But the ones that are pressing toward that mark are saying something's not right. This does not, as I read the scriptures, this doesn't line up. When I read the scriptures, that doesn't line up. And when they do that, then the leading of the Holy Ghost since compels us to go into the truth and the true knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that God said, thus saith the Lord, you are my witnesses. Thus saith the Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty and my servant whom I have chosen. That's the man. God chose him. Sounds like to. That you may know as the knowledge of God and believe me. Believe God, not ecumenical councils, not these seminaries, not these doctrines of divinity or, or PhDs of theology. Believe God, believe me, and understand. God wants us to understand him. That you may know and believe me, I am he. God is that servant. The Lord Jehovah God Almighty is that servant. Before me there was no God form, neither shall be after me. That's Isaiah 43.10. And the ones that have that, through leading of the Holy Ghost, and that charity working in their life, that faith is abounding, uh, uh, they're growing from faith to faith and a church is abounding in them are coming to that truth because it rejoices in the truth. There's only one way to get you there and that's charity. God himself, the Holy Ghost, the Father of glory leading you there. There's no other way. There, you can't get it out of uh, seminaries. You can't get it out of the doctrine of men. It's only through the leading of the Holy Ghost and there's no other way. And that's what Paul is stating here. You can give your body to be burned, give to the poor. You can have, understand all mysteries. You can have all faith to move mountains. You can speak with the tongue of man and of angels. You can give all, all that you can do. 
But without that charity, doing the will of God and the purpose of God, what you were set here on earth to do, it avails you nothing. And you hear the frightful words, depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. Charity is doing the leading of the will of God in obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness. That's charity, and charity that is working in your life rejoices in that truth. And it hates iniquity. It despises it. It hates sin. It despises it. It rejoices in the truth. Paul goes on and says, when that which is perfect is come, that charity, then all that which is in part will be done away with. Then we will know, even as we're known of him. Notice what he says there. When I was a child, I spoke to the child and said as a child. But I became a man. Why? Because charity is that full-grown man, weaned from the milk and of sub full age, and that Hebrews 5, understanding the call of God in Melchizedek, that we're called as kings and priests to the Lord our God, and we will reign on the earth. But the newborn babies, that's never told they were to grow up in the Lord. They're unskillful in the word of righteousness. They're babes. And Paul said, when you should be able to teach yourself but you have to be, again, taught the first principles of the oracles of God. You are in need of milk and not of strong meat. Charity is the strong meat of the word. You're doing the will of God. You have your senses exercised, thereby to discern both good from evil. And those are the ones that will enter in as the fathers that know him that's from the beginning in 1 John 2, 12-14. Though you give your body to be burned, you sell and bestow all your goods and give them to the poor. Well, somebody said, well, that's, that's a wonderful thing to do, but that does not allow you to do the will of God where the Lord says, I'm well pleased. Enter down to the joy of the Lord. He didn't do the will of God. The only thing that he has put us here on the earth for is to do his will, his purpose. For us to do that, we have to go to the instruction book, the Bible. Seek you, seek you out of the book and read, not one of these things will fail. Search the scriptures, for in them we think you have eternal life, and these are they testify of me, Jesus said. And there's only one way to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind to get the mind of Christ and have that sealing in Revelation 7. is through the word of God. There is no other way. To the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ and doing the will of God according to his purpose and his will. Now, you can say and have that peace of God that, Lord, I want to do thy will, whatever the will of God do, then let me die the death of the righteous. Let my last end be like his. Why? Because you have the confidence that you have done the will of God. Being confident of this very thing, he that hath begun a good work in you, he's doing it. He will accomplish it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. There, we love for you to contact us. Let's work together. We have over a thousand ministers right there that's come out of false trinity doctrine to the true God and eternal life, Jesus Christ. There, the workings of it, how the Lord did it, works the work salvation in him of himself alone. It is revealed in as many of these uh, podcasts. You can go back, take a look at. If you have questions, please let us know. Uh, we'll do our best to answer them. If God's dealing with you, the Holy Ghost is dealing with yours and bearing witness with your spirit, then call me so we can work together. That's Dennis Beard Ministries, DBM, 
And my phone number is plus one, 903-746-4885. I'd love to work with you. Leave a message. Leave a message on the phone. I'll get right back to you. I look forward to hearing from you. Please don't procrastinate. Don't hesitate. The time is now. God's sending his people now for the work of the ministry that the Lord is calling us to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ, doing the will of God and according to his purpose, that that last day, everlasting gospel will be preached to all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. He that overcometh the end, the same will be saved. We'll have access to the kingdom of heaven. We will not hear, depart from me, you that work iniquity, for I never knew you. He'll say, enter thou. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Be thou ruled over five cities, thou ruled over ten cities, kings and priests of the Lord our God. Let's don't miss that mark for the price of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. Call me. I look forward to hearing from you there in the country code plus one. 903-746-4885. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you as we will work together taking this gospel, the great gospel of the kingdom, gospel of Christ, the gospel of God to all the nations for a witness. And then the end will come. We pray that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. And until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.